0: I'm Rob. I'm Nate. And welcome back to Rob Nate Record Podcast. This is week four of our Kate Blanchett theme month. And for tonight's selection we watched the 2013 film Blue Jasmine.
1: Starring Kate Blanchett, Sally Hawkins, Alec Baldwin, Peter Sarsgaard, Louis C. K. Andrew Dice Clay, Bobby Cannavale, Michael Stolberg,
0: and Alden Ehrlich. Have you seen this movie before? I have not and this is a uh, Woody Allen film. Woody Allen film which probably I talk think This is the first time Allen. that we've done a Woody Allen film on yeah. the podcast.
1: And this is the first Woody Allen film that I've seen that I had not seen previously since the allegations against him started to reemerge uh, back 2015ish. I had rewatched Hannah and Her Sisters about a year ago which is one of my favorite of his films, but I kind of felt you know, he's one of those people. It's like there's the work and there's the man, and how do you separate
0: them? I don't know. It's it's
1: it's difficult. I I would have considered myself prior to, again, the reemergence of some of these things, a moderate Woody Allen fan. Like I I liked some of his stuff. Some of his stuff is actually pretty pretty bad. The early two thousands were really bad time for him, but. I mean he's he's a talented filmmaker and that's certainly on display here. But I understand people that I totally respect the people that aren't gonna watch his stuff.
0: No, and I can respect that too and we've yeah, it's not like we're planning to do a Woody Allen theme yeah. month or anything like that, but we stumbled across this one and we were approaching it more because of Kate Blanchett's yeah. position in it than and her Oscar that she yeah. won
1: for it. Do you wanna give a brief uh
0: Sure. Blue Jasmine, Kate Blanchett plays our Jasmine, the lead character, who was a New York socialite, deeply troubled and in denial. Moves to San Francisco to move in with her sister after things happen with her husband and is trying to piece back together some semblance of a life, but is, as the synopsis says, deeply troubled and in denial. Yeah. Uh, and it goes through different waves and levels of of that as she tries to create something and yeah yeah her sister was patient
1: her sister was patient yeah. and so the 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 film is told basically two different timelines so there's the present timeline of her moving to San Francisco uh, to live with her sister it's pointed out numerous times that her and her sister are not biological siblings. They were, they both, were adopted. both adopted. Yeah. But we never really learned much about the parents other than that they adopted them and that the mother supposedly liked Jasmine more.
0: Yeah. Which. Uh, because she had the quote the, unquote the better, better genes, genes. according
1: to, to Ginger. And I don't know if you noticed, but Jasmine and Ginger are both spices. Yes. It's interesting. Yeah. The background for her trauma is her hu- husband, her late slash ex-husband Alec Baldwin was... What's the, the name I'm looking for? Bernie Madoff? A Bernie Madoff type, yeah. yeah. Who f- stole a lot of money and ended up going and was very unfaithful to her for a long time. And she was just so oblivious because she was just kind of in her own world. And eventually she was arrested, and there's a bit of a twist, I which I don't know we'll go into, about how he was arrested. But he ends up hanging himself in, in prison. And uh, she has... A mental breakdown. It may not be the as last she
0: tells one. her nephews, she was given Edison's medicine, and goes into surprising detail with her nephews as to what they did. But she
1: she has no filter. Like she like like all audiences are the same audience. Like she will talk to that poor lady on the plane at the beginning. That her husband comes to pick her up. It's like who are you talking to? Oh, that lady. I thought she was talking to herself. And then I thought she was talking to me, and that she wouldn't shut up. And, you know, when she's talking to her nephews that are probably 10 to 12, if not, just very adultly about uh, her past, she is an interesting character. She is a wreck. I get why she won an Oscar for this. We should probably get some of your impressions uh, about it. So you came in also knowing... Very little. yeah, Yeah. And I knew very little other than she won the Oscar. I really didn't know any of the plot elements of this.
0: Yeah, I have kind of mixed feelings about this, and and this will come up in final ratings. I'm not sure yet how I'm going to rate this film. It seems as though, based on your first reactions, that you liked this a little bit more than I did. mm -hmm. Uh, Coming into it, the... uh, So Sally Hawkins plays Ginger, uh, plays Ginger, who is the sister, and she is dating... Bobby in Canabelle. the current timeline, she's dating Bobby Cannavale, who plays Chili. Mm. At first, I really didn't like Chili. Mm. I mean, I had a certain level of respect for Ginger for putting up with Jasmine and letting her move in with her in the, in the manner that she does and things like that. And as the, the story progresses, you know, especially that Ginger character storyline, how she meets the Louis C.K. character yeah. and goes through what she goes through there, you know... She had, an, she, I mean, she had her own life. Like, well, on multiple occasions, that Jasmine has upended, and finally comes to the realization she just needs to live her life and, and reconnects with Chili. And at the end of the movie, I actually liked Ginger and Chili quite a mm-hmm. lot, though Chili at one point in the movie is very violent. Well, not yeah, very violent. Shows but he gets his destructive his obsession of the, the other side yeah. of things and and what can happen when he's drinking and things of that nature. But you know, and you're you're kind of iffy about him, but. He seems to genuinely care for her. And obviously the situation with the Louis C.K. character was not great. All Although his,
1: his I'm an audio engineer.
0: Yeah, and I have read already that Louis C.K. was actually originally hired to play the role of...
1: The Andrew Dice Clay role?
0: Yes. Who was the first husband
1: in the early... Augie.
0: He was hired to play Augie, who ends up being played by Andrew Dice Clay, but they thought that Louis C.K. was... I forget why they switched his role. I think they said he was too nice to be Augie. Yeah. It's interesting. And, yeah, I mean, Kate Blanchett's performance, it's its quite the performance.
1: This was a movie... This is a good movie that I didn't always enjoy watching. And sometimes it's hard to separate... Like, it's not bad because it's uncomfortable and, and, and stuff. Like, it can be good because of that, because it's well done and doing a good job of making you feel those feelings. She was... I mean, she just... She's quite the character, you know. She, um, Jasmine is very self-centered, and uh, she doesn't want to see things that she doesn't want to see, and she doesn't want to deal with reality she doesn't yeah. want to deal with, and she's really not psychologically set up to be able to deal with those problems. Well, and
0: there's moments where you feel sympathy for her character. You do and then moments where you don't feel sympathy and for her character. That's why it's such a good performance because there are there are things about her that are
1: that are awful and well, there that, the whole are also situ- things that are admirable about her.
0: Well that whole situation with the dentist. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You felt awful for her at the dentist and that she 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 thought it was really beneath her to take that that secretary or receptionist job. But she decided, I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to do the best job I can. And she was. And she was going to school for the computers. Yep. And she seemed to, like, really be following through at a degree you didn't think she'd be able to do. She had that in her. Yeah. But she was steered off course fairly easily. Once once, once she, she goes saw, to that party. Went to the party. And she's like, oh, there's an out. there's the, She meets... Uh, Peter Skarsgård's character who's with the State Department and has aspirations for political office later in life and who's a recent widower of about a year. And they just seem like they're right for each other, that they, they know the world of each other and, and that she could be a benefit to him well, in I his wondered political
0: career. I wondered if there wasn't going to be a moment where she came clean to him You know, much earlier. I was
1: hoping so. I yeah. was Because I think that was a salvageable relationship. If she had said, look, you know, I just met you, and I didn't want to tell you the whole story, but I need to get this off. This is who my husband was, what he did, and I've had a breakdown, and I'm not a licensed interior decorator yet. And, you know, some of these other things, I mean, he he was a nice guy, and he loved her, and I think it could have... But she just, she wasn't capable of that. She, she had... They talked about the static character and the dynamic character, and the dynamic character is always... Or is thought to be more interesting because they grow, but sometimes the attempt, but ultimate inability to grow, is fascinating. I, I think also Don Draper in Mad Men. This is a guy that I th- that's a character that probably could have transcended himself, but always chickened out, and that's what Jasmine was like. Jasmine, I think, theoretically could could have could have done more. She could have tried more, but she had her weaknesses of of character and she wasn't an awful human being but she was a self-centered human being that uh, lacked empathy you get how someone like her would end up in the position she ended up in
0: yeah and especially once she'd grown accustomed to a certain lifestyle like the movie opens on her and alec baldwin walking into the apartment you know and, and looking at it like they're clearly just getting together, mm-hmm. but then she grew accustomed to the lifestyle that he was providing, and and
1: yeah. her friend that, that were the fr- where she's like, I think he's having an affair. Like, oh, thank God! I, I with so and so, and she's yeah. like, Wait, what? And it's like, knows yeah. it's someone totally. Everybody different. knows it had an affair with the with the with the au pair. It had an affair with the the lawyer and with that personal trainer he used to go to baseball games with.
0: Annie McNamara, who is Jasmine's friend Nora, is her creditor role.
1: Friend in quotation marks.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting movie. Its runtime might be a little long. It probably could have been trimmed down just a little bit, but it's it's pretty solid. And yeah, it's there's some interesting things like that first dinner when with Chili where he brings his friend Eddie and things yeah. like that. And I mean, the only good thing that came out of that was that Eddie introduces her to the dentist. But yeah, which was kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's
1: a very Woody Allen story. You know, from the beginning with that, that font that he always uses, with the jazz music, with the neurotic characters. It's partially set in New York. He has a very familiar territory that he tends to go over and over again. This one, in a way, I think broke out of it a little more than many of his movies did. Yeah. And you know, Alec Baldwin's a, a regular, but I don't think he'd worked with Kate Blanchett before.
0: I'm not sure if he had before or not. I know he'd worked with Woody Allen quite a bit. One Woody of Woody those... Allen worked with Alec Baldwin quite a bit. Yeah, what did I yeah. say?
1: He said he worked with Woody Allen quite
0: a bit. Yeah, Alec yeah. Baldwin worked with okay. Woody okay. Allen yeah. quite a bit, or vice versa. Uh-huh. They worked together. I, am, as I was glancing ahead a little bit, I read multiple times that this is kind of based on the production of a street, street car car named, named Desire. I named I saw Desire that too. Yeah, which. Apparently, Kate Blanchett and Alec Baldwin both have been in different versions. Of, yeah, yeah, and have some level of fascination. Do you know that
1: story? Do you know that movie?
0: No. So, it's and again, it's been
1: set, it's it, it covers much the same territory. It's kind of a rumination on it. That is the story about a woman in, in on Broadway I and mean, in the original film version played by Vivian Lee. Or actually, it may not have been Vivian Lee on stage but definitely was in the movie it's that and gun with the wind are probably what she's best remembered for but she came from privilege and she's hard on her luck and she, she moves into the home of her sister who is very kind of lower class blue collar who's married to marlon brando that's the famous stella that yeah. comes from that very similar type to the bobby cannibal type kind type and how she kind of intrudes into this situation and then she has kind of an ill-fated romance possible out that that doesn't work out the moment i i saw that i this all of a sudden it clicked and this i think i liked it more after i knew that that's what it was doing
0: yeah i'm less familiar with the no. that source material so mm. i i was intrigued more by they both having been in stage productions yeah. of this Or of A Streetcar Named Desire and then ending up in this as well. This movie was actually nominated for three Oscars, Mm -hmm. one of which has a unique honor. So Cate Blanchett won for Best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role. It was also nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role for Sally Hawkins. Mm -hmm. And it was nominated for Best Writing Original Screenplay for Woody Allen. And it's apparently one of the few movies that's been nominated for Best Original Screenplay, but not nominated for Best Picture. Oh, interesting. So, And Woody Allen has been nominated for Screenplay like over a dozen times. Yeah. Well, and he was the writer of this, Mm, obviously. Hence that credit. I was pretty angry at some of the things she said to me, but I kept it inside. I actually liked that line quite a bit. That might have been the
1: best line in the film.
0: Yeah. So apparently, some of this, this is coming from the trivia section of IMDb, because Woody Allen doesn't get into motivation or background of a character when he's directing actors, Kate Blanchett and Sally Hawkins got together and invented the background for the sisters' relationship. Mm-hmm. So every scene when they talked about their past, although it's vague on the script and for the viewer, they both knew exactly what the sisters are talking about.
1: I think that would be one of the funnest parts of acting, yeah. is creating the unwritten backstories.
0: Yeah, Another unique fact about this film... Costume designer Susie Bezing- Bezinger, which I think we can agree that Kate Blanchett's costume for this movie oh, yeah. is is she looks really stellar. had a budget of only thirty five thousand dollars. The Hermes bag that Jasmine carries was worth more than the entire budget and was borrowed, oh. as were most of the designer outfits. Indeed, Kate Blanchett studied the sixty Minutes interview with Ruth Madoff, the mm. wife of disgraced Wall Street swindler Bernie Madoff to emulate certain vocal inflections and body language that Ruth displayed in order to capture the essence of a woman whose once wealthy and privileged world comes crumbling down around her. Mm. Uh, Kate Blanchett and Sally Hawkins were also the only members of the cast to have the complete script during filming. This is not surprising, given that Woody Allen tends to keep his storyline secret, even from the cast.
1: Hmm. I don't know if I knew that.
0: Dr. Flicker, the dentist. Oh. An employer of Jasmine in the movie, is a reoccurring character in Allen's films. Most notably, he is Alvy Singer's childhood doctor, featured in the first flashback of Annie Hall from 1977. As I mentioned earlier, Louis C.K. originally auditioned for the role of Augie, eventually played by Andrew Dice Clay. Woody Allen felt that C.K. was too nice to play the role and offered him the role of Al Mussinger instead.
1: Not a particularly nice man, but... uh, Nope. And I liked Andrew Dice Clay in this I mean, he's not in it very much, but... uh,
0: Especially his second scene.
1: Yeah, and I I like the the similarities between him and Bobby Cannavelli and how they established the type uh, that uh, Ginger liked.
0: This uh, movie was Alec Baldwin's third movie with Woody Allen. Bradley Cooper was considered for a role, but he dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. That's all I have from that trivia. The film was quite the success. And Woody
1: Allen films generally are not. This cost $18 million to make and made $99.1 million at the box office. And
0: it's worldwide gross. It's really good for Woody Allen. Its domestic gross was $33 million, so it was okay. not quite as successful domestically. Yeah, okay. But overall quite successful, even on its domestic run, would have made money, though. And critically, it was uh, very well received with a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, with a Metacritic score of 77. And it gets an aggregate score on IMDb of 7.3 stars. Which I think is probably fairly fair for this film. Yeah. I guess that leads us into ratings. I'm not sure where uh, you're going to fall in ratings. I'm really kind of torn. I'm thinking I'm falling around that seven-star range. Yeah. Part of me wants to give it eight stars for Kate Blanchett's performance. Yeah. But there's other things, like I said, tempo and, and a few other, you know, the overall length that kind of hold it back a little bit. But, mm-hmm. I mean... I'm, I'm struggling to critique anything more than that. So. What would
1: you give it on the four-star scale?
0: Two and a half, one of those rare half-stars. Mm. Maybe a three.
1: Yeah, I think this is one more than most movies that almost need to chew on it more. Yeah. Because it is kind of different. It's kind of subtle. I really think the more I think about that, that Cape Blanchett performance and, and the more it progressed, because at first, like, I don't like this lady. And then you're like, I feel kind of bad for this lady. Like when she goes to meet her stepson, and her step, it's like, where were you? I tried to find you when I needed you. It's like, look, I'm a different person now, and I need you to leave. It's like, I, I just, just don't be part of my life. I just can't. And I felt awful for her because that was all she really had left, you know. Other than her sister, who was understandably done with her for the time being. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a. Complicated performance, very good performance. Again, if I were to think on this for a while, I, I might give different ratings than I'm about to give. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with three stars, and I'm gonna go with seven or eight. Yeah, I didn't love it. Um, I, I think it was a better. I appreciate it more than I enjoyed it. That's probably a way to way to put it.
0: Well, and you kind of wonder the way it ends. You wonder what's going to happen to Jasmine. Yeah. You know, because she's walked out of her sister's place. She has no...
1: Oh, well, she has nowhere nothing. to go. Yeah. And I had said near the end that I thought she was going to try to commit suicide. Uh, but that's that's not where they ended it. Though That is a possibility of something to happen shortly. Yeah. But she's you know she ends it in the street talking to herself. And, and they had uh, mentioned earlier that she had been found on the street back in New York talking to herself. And had had a breakdown and had to get those treatments. She just, uh, she's, she's a woman who had so acquainted herself with a certain way of life that she just could not function outside of it. Even though she, she gave it at least one really good try.
0: Well, apparently she's given it at least two tries. Cause we've also heard about how she had to get medial jobs in New York, you I'm know, and, sure. but how she felt that was so beneath her, but she, you know, really gives it a solid try in, in San Francisco for a while. Mm. And, I guess you could almost call it like a second unraveling once the doc- yeah. the dentist makes his.
1: That was really in a way that was her high point because she was like she she was legitimately a victim there and she was standing up for her herself which she often wouldn't do. Yeah. So that, that kind of that worst of times was kind of the best hour for her. Yeah. And when the opportunity for things to be easier that's when she retreated to form and lied to the man that could have rescued her and, and doomed herself again. As she said, as she's falling apart in a scar, it's my fault again. I always do this to myself. It's my fault.
0: Yeah. Well, if there's nothing else, I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And this is Robin Oh! A- oh, wait, no. We there have is to more. Rankham. Yes. All right. Let me pull so up. Our films for this month
1: was The Missing, Bandits, The Good German, and Blue Jasmine. I think we're going to
0: be very similar on this. I think Blue Jasmine is the best performance, but it's not my favorite movie that we watched. What was your favorite movie that we watched? I'm torn. I think I might rate The Good German number one. Really? I didn't love it last week, but it's kind of grown on me a little bit. Really? Did you watch it again? No. I don't know. Actually, I'm really torn on how to rank these films. Why don't you give me your ratings first? All well...
1: I'm I'm maybe the exact opposite of you. The Good German was my least favorite, followed by The Missing, then Bandits, and then Blue Jasmine. I'm giving it the number one spot.
0: I don't know. I might give number, Blue Jasmine the number one spot just because of Kate Blanchett's performance. It, there's no denying that it's a strong performance. Yeah, I'm really struggling to, to rank them this time. And, yeah, I don't, I don't even know Do how to rank don't even have
1: it. a tentative ranking?
0: I hadn't thought it through before the moment. What
1: didn't you like the most?
0: Well, last week I would have told you it was the Good German.
1: Uh-huh. I'm assuming you liked Bandits more than The Missing. The Missing was the Western. The Bandits was the the Billy Bob Thornton, Bruce Willis.
0: Yeah, I did like the Bandits more than The Missing, so I would probably put The Missing at the bottom. Probably Good German third, Bandits second, and this first. Uh-huh. So. An, an unusual ranking.
1: Yeah. It was... Uh, I don't think we really got the best of Cape
0: Blanchett this month. I don't know. Blue. I mean, Blue Jasmine, Blue Jasmine obviously was, was good. Yeah. Bandits
1: was actually surprisingly good in that. But the good German and the missing were just kind of eh.
0: Yeah. I actually like her performance in the Russell Crowe Robin Hood more than I liked a couple of the movies this month. Mm-hmm. But she's not... I mean, she is a prominent character in that movie, but she's not the primary character. Yeah. So, and honestly, I think this is the only movie we ended up watching where she's straight up the primary character. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Interesting month. Glad we did it. Yeah. And now, if there's nothing else on this recording, I'm Rob.
1: Uh, I'm Nate.
0: Are you having a memory lapse? And this Talk, is Rob and Nate recording. Talking podcast. myself
1: in the park. <laughs>
0: I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in quite the mood tonight. Yeah, I'm in the mood. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Right? <laughs> okay. I, I think you could do a talking to yourself on a park bench scene fairly well. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should try recording Maybe I'll that.
1: Practice it this weekend.
0: I've got my thing. Let's try recording it when we go do our uh, location filming. We'll find yeah, a bench somewhere to do that. Yeah. Just for fun and just record it and put it on YouTube.